0: Section eighty two of London Labour and the London Poor Volume two by Henry Mayhew This Librivox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gillian Henry Of the Cesspool and Sewer System of Paris Part one As the Court of Sewers have recently adopted some of the French regulations concerning cesspoolage, I will now give an account of the cesspool system of France. When, after the ravages of the epidemic cholera of 1848-1849, to sanitary commissioners, under the authority of the legislature, pursued their inquiries, it was deemed essential to report upon the cesspool system of Paris, as that capital had also been ravaged by the epidemic. The task was entrusted to Mr. T. W. Rammel, C. E. Even in what the French delight to designate, and in some respects justly, the most refined city in the world, a filthy and indolent custom, once common as I have shown in England, still prevails. In Paris, the kitchen and dry house refuse, and formerly it was the faecal refuse also, is deposited in the dark of the night in the streets, and removed as soon as the morning light permits by the public scavengers. But the refuse is not removed unexamined before being thrown into the cart of the proper functionary. There is in Paris a large and peculiar class, the chiffonniers, literally, in Anglo-Saxon rendering, the raggers, or ragfinders. These men nightly traverse the streets, each provided with a lantern, and generally with a basket strapped to the back. The poorer sort, however, for poverty, like rank, has its gradations, make a bag answer the purpose. They have also a pole with an iron hook to its end, and a small shovel. The dirt heaps or mounds of dry house refuse are carefully turned over by these men, for their morrow's bread, as in the case of our own street finders, depends upon something saleable being acquired. Their prizes are bones, which sometimes they are seen to gnaw, bits of bread, wasted potatoes, broken pots, bottles and glass, old pans and odd pieces of old metal, cigar ends waste paper and rags although these people are known as rag-pickers rags are perhaps the very thing of which they pick the least because the parisians are least apt to throw them away in some of the criminal trials in the french capital the chiffonniers have given evidence but not much of late of what they have found in a certain locality and supplied a link sometimes an important one to the evidence against a criminal with these refuse heaps is still sometimes mixed matter which should have found its way into the cesspools although this is an offence punishable and occasionally punished before the habits of the parisians are too freely condemned let it be borne in mind that the houses of the french capital are much larger than in london and that each floor is often the dwelling-place of a family such is generally the case in london in the poorer districts but in paris it pervades almost all districts there some of the houses contain seventy not fugitive but permanent inmates the average number of inhabitants to each house according to the last census was upwards of twenty-four in london the average is seven point six the extremes being eleven to each house in st giles's and between five and six in the immediate suburbs see page one hundred and sixty-five ante persons who are circumstanced then as are the parisians can hardly have at their command the proper means and appliances for a sufficient cleanliness and for the promotion of what we consider but the two words are unknown to the french language the comforts of a home the greater portion of the liquid refuse writes mr ramel including water which has been used in culinary or cleansing processes is got rid of by means of open channels laid across the courtyards and the foot pavements to the street gutters along which it flows until it falls through the nearest gully into the sewers and ultimately into the seine if produced in the upper part of a house this description of refuse is first poured into an external shoot branching out of the rain-water pipe with one of which every floor is usually provided Iron pipes have been lately much introduced in place of the open channels across the foot pavements. These are laid level with the surface and are cast with an open slit, about one inch in width, at the top, to afford facility for cleansing. During the busy parts of the day there are constant streams of such fluids running through most of the streets of Paris, the smell arising from which is by no means agreeable. In hot weather it is the practice to turn on the public stand-pipes for an hour or two to dilute the matter and accelerate its flow. With respect to faecal refuse, says Mr. Rammel, and much of the house-slops, particularly those of bed-chambers, the cesspool is universally adopted in Paris as the immediate receptacle." By far the greater proportion of the wet-house refuse of Paris, therefore, is deposited in cesspools. I shall, then, immediately proceed to show the quantity of matter thus collected yearly, as well as the means by which it is removed. The aggregate quantity of the cesspool matter of Paris has greatly increased in quantity within the present century, though this might have been expected as well from the increase of population as from the improved construction of cesspools, preventing leakage, and the increased supply of water in the French metropolis. The following figures show both the aggregate quantity and the increase that has taken place in the cesspoolage of Paris from eighteen ten to the present time. In eighteen ten the total quantity of refuse matter deposited in the basins at Montfasson amounted to fifty thousand one hundred and fifty one cubic meters equal to one million seven hundred seventy thousand three hundred and thirty cubic feet. In eighteen eleven the quantity was forty nine thousand five hundred and forty five cubic metres equal to one million seven hundred and forty eight thousand nine hundred and thirty eight cubic feet in eighteen twelve forty nine thousand two hundred and thirty five cubic metres equal to one million seven hundred and thirty seven thousand nine hundred and ninety five cubic feet giving an average from the three years of forty nine thousand eight hundred and seventy seven cubic metres equal to 1,760,658 cubic feet. The quantity at present conveyed to Montfasson and Bondi amounts, according to Monsieur Elouin, a very good authority, to from 600 to 700 cubic meters daily, giving in round numbers an annual quantity of 230,000 cubic meters, equal to 8,119,000 cubic feet. This shows an increase in 36 years of very nearly 400%, but still it constitutes little more than one-half of the cesspoolage of London. The quantity of refuse matter which is daily drawn from the cesspools, Mr Rammel states, and he had every assistance from the authorities in prosecuting his inquiries, at between six hundred and seven hundred cubic metres, 21,180, and 24,710 cubic feet, giving in round numbers the annual quantity of 230,000 cubic metres. Dividing this annual quantity at 230,000 cubic metres or 8,000,000 cubic feet by the number of the population of Paris, 94,721 individuals, according to the last census, we have 243 litres only, as the annual produce from each individual the daily quantity of matter including water necessary for cleanliness passing from each person into the cesspool in the better class of houses is stated to be one and three quarter litres three point zero eight pints or six hundred and thirty eight litres annually the discrepancy between these two quantities wide as it is must be accounted for by the fact of a large proportion of the lower orders in paris rarely or ever using any privy at all and by allowing for the small quantity of water made use of in the inferior class of houses there can be no doubt that this latter quantity of one and three-quarter litres daily is very nearly correct and not above the average quantity used in houses where a moderate degree of cleanliness is observed this proportion was ascertained to hold good in the case of some barracks in paris where the contents of the cesspools were accurately measured the total quantity divided by the number of men occupying the barracks and the quotient by the number of days since the cesspools had been last emptied the result showing a daily quantity of one and three quarter litres from each individual the average charge per cubic metre for extraction and transport of the cesspoolage is nine francs, giving a gross annual charge of two million and seventy thousand francs eighty two thousand eight hundred pounds sterling, which sum it would appear is paid every year by the house proprietors of Paris for the extraction of the matter from their cesspools and its transport to the voirie, end quote. Mr. Rammel says that where a tubular system of house drainage such as has been described under the proper head adopted in paris in lieu of the present mode it would cost less than one-tenth of the expense now incurred the principal place of deposit for the general refuse of paris has long been at montfasson a french writer m jules garnier in a recent work a visit to montmason says quote, for more than 900 years montfasson has been devoted to this purpose there the citizens of paris deposited their filth before the walls of the capital extended beyond what is now the central quarter the distance between paris and montfasson was then more than a mile and a half thus it appears that montfasson was devoted to its present purposes of course in a much more limited degree as early as the reign of king charles the simple this deposit of cesspool matter is the property of the commune as in the city of london it would be said to belong to the corporation and it is farmed out for terms of nine years to the highest bidders the amount received by the commune has greatly increased as the following returns which are official will show in 1808 the cesspoolage fetched ninety seven thousand francs about three thousand eight hundred and eighty pounds in eighteen seventeen the cesspoolage fetched seventy five thousand francs about three thousand pounds in eighteen thirty four the cesspoolage fetched one hundred and sixty five thousand francs about seven thousand pounds in eighteen forty three the cesspoolage fetched five hundred and twenty five thousand francs about twenty one thousand pounds it is here that the poudrette of which i have spoken elsewhere is prepared Note, Mr. Rammel supplies the following note on the use of poudrette. In connection with this subject, he says, a few observations upon the application of poudrette in agricultural process may not be without interest. With regard to the fertilizing properties of this preparation, Monsieur Maxime Poullet, in his work entitled Théorie et pratique des Angres," gives a table of the fertilizing qualities of various descriptions of manure, the value of each being determined by the quantity of nitrogen it contains, taking for a standard good farmyard dung, which contains on an average four per 1000 of nitrogen, and assuming that 10,000 kilograms, about 22,000 pounds English, of this manure, containing 40 kilograms of nitrogen, are necessary to manure one hectare two and a half acres nearly of land the quantities of poudrette and of some other animal manures required to produce a similar effect would be as follows. Good farmyard dung, the quantity usually spread upon 1 hectare of land, 10000 kilograms. Equivalent quantities of human urine, not having undergone fermentation, 5600 kilograms. Equivalent quantities of poudrette of Montfason, 2550 kilograms. Equivalent quantities of mixed human excrements this quantity I have calculated from data given in the same work one thousand three hundred and thirty three kilograms equivalent quantities of liquid blood of the abattoirs one thousand three hundred and thirty three kilograms equivalent quantities of bones six hundred and fifty kilograms equivalent quantities of average of guano two specimens are given five hundred and twelve kilograms Equivalent quantities of urine of the public urinals in fermentation, and incompletely dried, 233 kilograms. M. Pollet estimates the loss of the ammoniacal products contained in the fecal matters when they are withdrawn from the cesspools by the time they have been ultimately reduced into poudrettes, at from 80 to 90%. I have not been able to meet with an analysis of the matters found in the fixed and movable cesspools of paris but in the corps d'agriculture of m le comte de gasparin i find an analysis by messrs payen and bosengault of some matter taken from the cesspools of lille and in the state in which it is ordinarily used in the suburbs of that city as manure this matter was found to contain on the average zero point two zero five per cent of nitrogen and thus by the rule observed in drawing up the above table nineteen point five one two kilograms of it would be necessary to produce the same effect upon one hectare of land as the other manures there mentioned the wide difference between this quantity and that one thousand three hundred and thirty three kilograms stated for the mixed human excrements in their undiluted state would lead to the conclusion that a very large proportion of water was present in the matter sent from Lille, unless we are to attribute a portion of the difference to the accidental circumstance of the bad quality of this matter. It appears that this is very variable according to the style of living of the persons producing it. Upon this subject, M. Pollet says, the case of an agriculturalist in the neighbourhood of Paris is cited who bought the contents of the cesspools of one of the fashionable restaurants of the palais royal making a profitable speculation of it he purchased the matter of the cesspools of several barracks this bargain however resulted in a loss for the produce from this last matter came very short of that given by the first boudrette weighs seventy kilograms the hectolitre one hundred and fifty four pounds per twenty two gallons And the quantity usually spread upon one hectare of land, two and a half acres nearly, is 1,750 kilograms, being at the rate of about 1,540 pounds per acre, English measure. It is cast upon the land by the hand, in the manner that corn is sown. Poudrette, packed in sacks, very soon destroys them. This is always the case, whether it is whole or has been newly prepared a serious accident occurred in eighteen eighteen on board a vessel named the arthur which sailed from rouen with a cargo of poudrette for guadeloupe during the voyage a disease broke out on board which carried off half the crew and left the remainder in a deplorable state of health when they reached their destination it attacked also the men who landed the cargo they all suffered in a greater or less degree the poudrette was proved to have been shipped during a wet season and to have been exposed before and during shipment in a manner to allow it to absorb a considerable quantity of moisture the accident appears to have been due to the subsequent fermentation of the mass in the hold increased to an intense degree by the moisture it had acquired and by the heat of a tropical climate Monsieur parent de chatelet to whom the matter was referred recommended that to guard against similar accidents in future the poudrette, intended for exportation, in order to deprive it entirely of humidity, should be mixed with an absorbent powder, such as quicklime, and that it should be packed in casks, to protect it from moisture during the voyage. Besides this branch of commerce, Montfaucon has establishments for the extracting of ammonia from the cesspool matter, and the right of doing so is now farmed out for eighty thousand francs a year three thousand two hundred pounds Montfasson is on the north side of paris and the place of refuse deposit is known as the voirie the following account of it and of the manufacture of poudrette is curious in many respects Quote, the area which is about forty acres in extent is divided into three irregular compartments one the system of basins two the ground used for spreading and drying the matter three the place where the matter is heaped up after having been dried the basins standing for the most part in gradations one above another by reason of the slope of the ground are six in number the two upper ones which are upon a level first receive the soil upon its arrival at the voirie the four others are receptacles for the more liquid portion as it gradually flows off from the upper basins there is a great difference in the character of the soil brought that taken from the upper part of the cesspools and amounting to a large proportion of the whole being entirely liquid while the remainder is more or less solid according to the depth at which it is taken the whole however during winter or rainy weather is indiscriminately deposited in the upper basins but in dry weather the nearly solid portion is at once thrown upon the drying ground it is in the upper basins, as the reports, that the first separation of the liquids and solids takes place, the latter falling to the bottom, and the former gradually flowing off through a sluice into the lower basins. This first separation, however, is by no means complete, a considerable deposit taking place in the lower basins. The mass in the upper basins, after three or four years, then appears like a thick mud, half-liquid, half-solid it is of depth varying from twelve to fifteen feet in order entirely to get rid of the liquids deep channels are then cut across the mass by which they are drained off when the deposit soon becomes sufficiently stiff to permit of its being dug out and spread upon the drying ground where to assist the desiccation it is turned over two or three times a day by means of a harrow drawn by a horse the time necessary for the requisite desiccation varies a good deal according to the season of the year, the temperature, and the dry or moist state of the atmosphere. Ere yet it is entirely deprived of humidity, the matter is collected into heaps, varying in size usually from 8 to 10 yards high, and from 60 to 80 yards long, by 20 or 30 yards wide. These heaps or mounds generally remain a 12-month untouched, sometimes even for two or three years, but as fast as the material is required they are worked from one of the sides by means of pickaxes shovels and rakes the pieces separated are then easily broken and reduced to powder foreign substances being carefully excluded this operation which is the last the matter undergoes is performed by women the poudrette then appears like a mould of a grey-black colour light greasy to the touch finely grained and giving out a particular faint and nauseous odour the finer particles of matter carried by the liquids into the lower basins and there more gradually deposited in combination with a precipitate from the urine yield a variety of poudrette preferred by the farmers for its superior fertilizing properties in this case the drying process is conducted more slowly and with more difficulty than in the other but more completely in general the poudrette is dried with great difficulty it appears to have an extreme affinity for water few substances give out moisture more slowly or absorb it more greedily from the air a good deal of heat is generated in the heaps of desiccated matter this is always sensible to the touch and sometimes results in spontaneous combustion the intensity of this heat is not in proportion to the elevation of temperature of the atmosphere it is promoted by moisture the only means of extinguishing the fire when it is once developed is to turn over the mass from top to bottom in order to expose it to the air water thrown upon it unless in very large quantities would only increase its activity note. the quantity of poudrette sold in 1818 was at the foirey fifty thousand setiers four and a quarter heaped bushels each English measure end note, sent into the departments twenty thousand setiers. Total sale seventy thousand setiers at prices of seven, eight and nine francs the setier. This is equal at the average price of eight francs to twenty two thousand four hundred pounds sterling. The refuse liquids, as fast as they overflow the basins or are passed through the chemical works are conducted into the public sewers and through them into the seine nearly opposite the jardin des plantes they thus fall into the river at the very commencement of its course through paris and pollute its waters before they have reached the various works lower down and near the centre of the city where they are raised and distributed for household purposes for the supply of baths and for the public fountains rats are found by thousands in the and their voracity is such that i have often known them during a single night convert into skeletons the carcasses of twenty horses which had been brought thither the evening before the bones are burnt to heat the coppers or to get rid of them speaking of the disgusting practices at the voirie mr gisquet says i have seen men stark naked passing entire days in the midst of the basins seeking for any objects of value they might contain i have seen others fishing for the rotten fish the market inspectors had caused to be thrown into the basins two cartloads of spoilt and stinking mackerel were thrown into the largest of the basins two hours afterwards all the fish had disappeared the emanations from the voirie are as may well be supposed most powerfully offensive to a stranger unaccustomed to the atmosphere surrounding them it would be almost impossible to make the tour of the basins without being more or less affected with a disposition to nausea. Large and numerous bubbles of gas are seen constantly rising from a lake of urine and water, while evaporation of the most foul description is going on from many acres of surrounding ground, upon which the solid matter is spread to dry. The late M. Paron de Chatelet, a high authority on this matter, stated, in 1833 that the emanations from the voirie were insupportable within a circumference of two thousand metres about a mile and a quarter english measure while the winds carried them sometimes as was shown when an official inquiry was made as to the ravages and causes of cholera two and a half miles and in certain states of the atmosphere eight french miles not quite five english miles the same high authority has also stated that in addition to the emanations from the cesspool matter at the voirie the greater part of the carcasses of about twelve thousand horses and between twenty five thousand and thirty thousand smaller animals were allowed to rot upon the ground there to abate this nuisance a new voirie was more than twenty years since formed in the forest of bondy eight miles from paris it consists of eight basins four on each side of the Canal de l'Aurec, arranged like those at Montfaucon, The area of these basins is little short of 96,000 square yards, and their collective capacity upwards of 261,000 cubic yards. The expectations of the relief that would be experienced from the establishment of the new voirie in the forest have not been realised. The movable cesspools only have been conveyed there by boats on the canal, to be emptied, the empty casks being conveyed back by the same boats. The basins are not yet full, for the conveyance by the canal de Laurec is costly, and in winter its traffic is sometimes suspended by its being frozen. In one year the cost of conveying these movable cesspools to Bondi was little short of £1,500. In the latest report on this subject, 1835, the commissioners, of whom M. Paron du Châtelet was one, recommend that all the cesspool matter at the voirie should be disinfected. M. Salmon, after a course of chemical experiments, the report of the commission states, disinfected and carbonized a mass of mud and filth, containing much organic matter, deposited, from a sewer, on the banks of the Seine the commissioners say quote, the discovery of m salmon awakened the attention of the contractors of monfasson who employed one of our most skilful chemists to find for them a means of disinfection other than that for which m salmon had taken out a patent m Sanson and some other persons made similar researches and from their joint investigations it resulted that disinfection might be equally well produced with turf ashes with carbonized turf, and with the simple débris, of this very abundant substance, and that the same success might be obtained with sawdust, with the refuse matter of the tan yards, with garden mould, so abundant in the environs of Paris, and with many other substances. A curious experiment has even shown that after mixing with a clay earth, a portion of faecal matter, it was only necessary to carbonize this mixture to obtain a perfect disinfectant powder theory had already indicated the result this disinfection however has not been carried out in the voirie nor in the manufacture of poudrette end of section eighty two